Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. PodCraft is the show all about podcasting from launch to monetization and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray from thepodcasthost.com. Joined by Matthew, as always. How are you getting on, Matthew? Yeah, good, good. Just uh, poured myself a nice cup of coffee. Just heard you muttering about a coffee bag there. Have we talked Indeed. about this before? You use coffee bags rather than... Sometimes, I use a thing yeah. called a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah no I've got uh, I I quite I'm I'm a bit of a coffee snob I'll admit I don't really like instant coffee I like it in a cafetiere or uh, similar uh, and so it, when I'm at the shared office I've got a shared office with a kitchen that's the other side of the building and a shared kettle and all that kind of stuff making a cafetiere always feels like a bit more of a hassle so I got these bags and they work really well actually it's just a tea bag goes in your cup boiling water and it's really good it's better than instant so yeah give give them a shot Matthew. Will do, will do. Yeah, <laughs> coffee, coffee snob, a, a snoffy. That's what a that is. Sn- a, a, I've decided. A, a cob. Just made a, that up. Yeah, yeah snoffy. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so what are we doing in this episode, uh, Matthew? This is the this is the last of the season, isn't it? The last of our listener questions season. Yeah, last of the summer wine. Your compo and I'm the, the, the American listeners oh, won't no. get that at all, will they? No. Um, I, so we're we're answering the last of our listener voice questions. I've really enjoyed this season. Good to. Get some like real world examples and case yeah, studies, and hopefully be able to help folks along the way with a few pointers. Okay. So, uh, I the feedback's been really good so far, and on this episode, we've got Mike from Conversations with Kinfolk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we just let Mike explain what it is that he's looking yeah, for today. Go for it, Mike. Fire in. This is Mike, one of the co-hosts with Conversation with Kinfolk podcast, and I'm interested in learning and hearing from you guys what apps and/or software would you recommend to be able to take small clippings from the podcast in in terms of video and or audio content that I could use with different borders and or backgrounds, different things to kind of increase the the visibility of the podcast and make it appealing to a broader audience by taking some of the video content and audio content from the podcast and be able to place it on different social media platforms. So I don't know if there's an app and or several apps and or software you guys could recommend that's uh, available to to be able to utilize. Thanks, guys. So Mike's looking for apps and software that can take small clips, either video or audio, to create micro content for visibility and promotion. So before we dive into how to do this, Colin, this is a really good promotion strategy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it works really well. I mean... It's it's always the kind of the proclaimed downside of podcasting, isn't it? That it's kind of hard to share very easily because it's long. It's uh, you know you can have podcasts of thirty minutes, sixty minutes, or longer. Uh, it doesn't have visuals. Often people often only record the audio rather than the video as well. So it's not that easy to share. So turning it into something that's much shorter. And either having the visuals in there or adding some visuals uh, can be a really good way to get, you know, share clips of your show so that people can like quite easily taste what it's like. You know, they get a 30 second taster of the show and listen to, uh, you know, have a wee listen to it and maybe even see you as well if you manage to include some video, which, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the options there, won't we, Matthew, whether it's video or audio only or that kind of thing. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of uh, benefits. What, what else do you like about micro content? It's just that fact that, like, it, it, from a listener perspective, if we put on the the listener hat or headphones or whatever it is, like, getting into a new podcast is a big a big challenge because you've got to invest the time in it. Um, you know, a, a podcast could really speak to you 
uh, from its um, title, from its episode titles, from its description. But you might be sitting there 15 minutes in thinking, I still don't really know if this is for me. Yeah. So getting those like little highlight clips, that's a really good gauge of yeah. like immediately it appeals to you or not. So I think from a listener yeah. point of view, this is just really useful. They're trailers, aren't they? It's like movie trailers. You know, you get an mm. idea, an impression of what the show's about, an impression of the topic, the types of questions, the way you solve them, the, the kind of person you are as a, you know, as a personality. Um, so they're really cool. Yeah, it's like, and they tend to be, we'll talk about a few options for making these, but they can be quite quick to create if you do them in the right way, I think, as well, which is, is really nice. Have you ever actually made any, Matthew? Has this been, you're, you're a social uh, hater, so I mean, probably not. <laughs> But <laughs> I just, uh, funnily enough, in preparation for this episode, I was messing about Overcast, which we'll speak oh, yeah? speak cool. about soon. So, yeah. um, yes, and answer your question. Yes, I have. Oh, okay. okay, there's <laughs> me. I'm, I'm something of an expert. Um, <laughs> I think another benefit of these as well, they're, they're pretty uh, search engine friendly, aren't they? Because your yeah. podcast episode, a conversation, you could cover quite a lot of different ground in that episode. And this is an opportunity to take like one tip or one question that got answered mm. or one really searchable sort of question mm. and just create like a one minute clip around that which people could then actually start to find as well can't they yeah that's a really good point actually yeah if you cut out like if you have one question that's quite long for like quite um long tail sorry like quite a specific question but it's a really well searched question cut that out make it into a two minute clip pop it onto you know all the different platforms whether it's social it's youtube all these places and then anytime anyone pops that question into any of those platforms you pop up that's great yeah and then they, they can get the answer quick and hopefully go on and subscribe to your show <laughs> so in preparation for this episode like i thought i'd have a, a chat with becca because she oh, takes yeah. care of our social media she knows a lot more about this stuff than i do certainly so i was just interested to hear her point of view Mm -hmm. um, so she says that she kind of uses uh, Premiere Rush to get snippets and then uses Canva to sort of add borders, uh, text, stickers or anything like that. So Canva's a, a great free tool. I know you could upgrade, but Canva's very popular for uh, podcasters, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can do in there for free. We use it. <laughs> We've always used it. It's, good. It's, the, it's one of those tools that makes you look good because you can uh, you can look like you know how to design, make yourself look cool. Um, I even use it for a lot of personal stuff, like uh, like invites for parties and things like that. It's really good. Yeah, but it does video, and they only added that like not that long ago, so that was a really nice addition. Um, but pre you know much about Premiere Rush? That's that's a good tip from Becca. There, you used it at all? I know nothing about Premiere no. Rush. I, I think I've heard of it. I'm assuming it's Adobe. Yeah, it is indeed. Yeah, I think it's basically the, I don't know that much about it either, I have to admit. So if you're out there listening, you think you want to try it out, worth going and have a look. But my impression is it's basically the light version of Premiere. Um, and I believe there are free versions, but I could be wrong on that as well. But it's worth a shot. Um, yeah, if, uh, that's a tip from Becca. Like it's a kind of simplified video editing so that you can get out those clips um, and uh, and then use them because I think that's the one bit that's potential to be time consuming, isn't it, Matthew? Like editing always is, <laughs> like mm -hmm. finding those clips and then cutting them out. 
Uh, so if you have a tool like Premiere Rush or something similar, um, do you know what? Alitu can do this as well, actually. Like this is something that Alitu is really good at, our, our podcast maker tool. Um, it lets you chop out certain sections, like you could edit out, you could find a section inside Alitu or inside Premiere Rush, whatever you're using. But um, Alitu has a, a speed modifier as well, so you can like listen through it one and a half times or two times, find the bits that you want to do, and then just edit out the part before and the part after, or split the clip around it and then that's you can you can export that to the library and export it out and then pop it into canva or premiere uh, sorry canva or any of the other tools we're going to talk about too so i think that's probably the big time sort of potential killer is that kind of editing process but there's a couple of things in the tools we'll talk about isn't there that can kind of help with that potentially yeah, like we've just talked about Canva there. I was just laughing, like, was it sort of six or seven years ago? Maybe a bit longer now, but remember, like, most podcasts made their artwork on Canva or, like, yeah. their, their inspirational quote graphics, and the, yeah. it just got a bit samey. I think Canva yeah. had to Go just create everywhere. loads more stuff, basically, because <laughs> they were, like... There's not so much repetition. Ruin the internet. Um, yeah. But, what, about, what about finding the clips, though? That can be time-consuming, too. So, like I said, you can listen through in some places, like Alitu, at, like, two times speed to try and find the clips. But is that the best way to go about it, do you think? Like, if you want to find places to use as a trailer, because you've done this with, like, audio drama and stuff in the past, haven't you? You've got to, like, comb through dialogue and find what you want to bring out. Like, has you got any tips around how to actually find those clips you want to cut out? So I have worked with um, clients in the distant past when we did this sort of thing who would outsource that that um, aspect of it. So yeah. when we were editing podcasts, um, I worked with a client who had a virtual assistant whose job mm-hmm. literally was to listen back through the episode and say oh, really? this, this, and this is the shareable parts. clips. Yeah. So if you've got the budget for it, that's obviously a an option. Another option that um, is probably harder to do in the moment, but with a bit of planning, is just to you know keep track of these things during the conversation. But I do understand that a lot of podcasters are wary of doing this because they just want to really concentrate mm. on the chat, and the less other things you're doing the better probably so that's maybe something you would add if you're if you're pretty experienced Mm -hmm. um i also have one of the the services i wanted to briefly touch on uh here pod intelligence this is something we reviewed recently on the website pod intelligence or one word Um, and i'll just point out like everything we mention here i'm going to put uh, links to in the show notes you'll find them at thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcraft 158 that will save me reading out a bunch of short links most of which i've not yet created so that's thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcraft 158 so i'm going to link in there to a review of pod intelligence that Lindsay does uh, that Lindsay did sorry and uh, yeah. this is a service that analyzes your your podcast dialogue it repackages it and data visualizations i can't speak right <laughs> and uh, searchable databases that you could use to repurpose your content so i think a service like this as well would be would be really cool for something yeah. like that Looks really interesting, actually. I've not used it yet, but Lindsay was quite impressed, wasn't she? Um, in many different ways, because it proclaims to be able to chop your show up into very short clips based around sentiment and keywords. So you can look through the spreadsheet and you can find where you said 
um, magnificent. And it'll show you a clip. It'll give you a clip automatically edited out that has you um, saying something with the word magnificent in it. So if you want to use a trailer which has something really related to your topic, like um, for us it might be uh, we want a trailer related to uh, talking about the best podcast microphones. So it might be that it picks out that and gives you a couple of trailers for it so or a couple of clips for it. So I haven't uh, I can't profess to the the quality of that clipping, but certainly Lindsay liked it. So eh, worth a wee shot maybe in the free trial. But yeah, anything that can cut that down. I think you're absolutely right on the concentrating one thing um, problem. But I have found over time, you do get better at that, don't you? I, I mm. mean, I think you can become better at uh, being able to just like quickly note down a time code. Like you're like, oh, we just, that was a really good question. That was a really good response that my co-host made or my guest made. And you can really quickly just have a, a pen and pencil, right? A pen and pencil? A pen, <laughs> pen, and, pen and paper right more. next to you. <laughs> just in case, you know. Uh, a pen and paper right next to you um, and just note down time codes. And that's all you need. And then you don't even need the detail there because that just means you can clip through, skip through, sorry, and look at the time codes and find what it was you talked about. But I think that's, that's a worthwhile thing to practice. But if you do find it's degrading like your your content because you're just a bit distracted, then certainly um, don't do that. But yeah, I, I think that can work with practice. So when is that it, enough about picking them out, do you think? Yeah, magnificent. That was the word you were using, wasn't it? Magnificent. <laughs> we'll see if we could find that later on in the episode. Um, Mike was talking, obviously, at the start as well. He was saying video and audio. So yeah. obviously, like if you are recording on a double ender kind of video recording yeah, platform, yeah. whatever that might be, then you know, you you're maybe going to be wanting to make these clips just of the the people talking, whether that's you or your interviewee or both. But you could also, if you're an audio only podcast, uh, you could do something called an audiogram. We've talked about these before on the show, mm-hmm. and that's basically like, I mean, how would you describe it, Colin? You've got a sort of dynamic waveform in front of you, and often yeah. you've got the subtitles as well, so yeah. it, it acts like a video, but it's just audio. That's it exactly, isn't it? Yeah, there's an image in the background, often your podcast cover art or maybe something related to the episode particularly. There'll be a bit of text, a title uh, for the episode maybe or for the clip specifically. And then, yeah, a little waveform that moves. So it's something that does change. Like it's not just a static image with some audio plastered over the top. That way you can move in audio wave just adds a wee bit of dynamism and a bit of interest to it. So yeah, they work quite well. Um, but yeah, I mean... It, I think if you can use the video as well, that can work really well. So yeah, recording in many of the double enders. But actually, I think the headliner type, audiogram type approach does work really well. If it's only a 30 second, 60 second clip, um, if that keeps it easy, if that keeps the, the process easy, then that works really well too. Ah, you mentioned headliner there, so that that is pretty much, as far as I know, the most well-known audiogram <laughs> yes. service like you yeah, could make. Yeah, i so. You could make them elsewhere, but uh, I headliner is, is where a lot of folks go to make theirs, certainly. Yeah. Um, we've got a guide to audiograms. So again, thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcraft158 is where you'll find a link to that. Um, I see Mike's hosting on Podbean, great host, but need to give a shout out to Buzzsprout, an alternative podcast host, because they do have a an audiogram feature built into their hosting, don't they? Yeah, they do indeed. Yeah, yeah. You can pick out, I believe you can just pick out one clip per episode, can't you? Or maybe that's not true. That might not be true at all, actually. I think maybe you can just do it one at a time. So you go into your episode page, 
you click their clip maker and you can basically select uh, 30 second to 60 seconds. So I think there is, there is a time limit on it, I believe in Buzzsprout. You select that element and then they pop out an audiogram. So it doesn't have the video or anything. It just has the picture, the title, moving waveform. But yeah, it makes it really easy, actually. They're pretty good. One I was playing about with uh, just before we started recording. So I use Overcast mm-hmm. as yep. my listening app. I really like it. I swear by it, in fact. Yep. And um, I didn't really realize this. It's got a it's got a cool share clip feature. And uh, so yeah, this lets you create an audiogram. And they, they even like they don't even force their own branding on there. So you would think, like, you know, the company's created it themselves. They're perfectly entitled to stick a wee Overcast logo on there, um, which is on there by default, but you could just take it off and it'll, it'll even pop up buttons for, like, Apple Podcasts and everything. Yeah, so that's yeah. very, what's the word, altruistic? Altruistic. Altruistic. You've made me not realise. I've said that word many times. Altruism. Altruism. Anyway, generous. Yeah, that's the word. Um, so that I think that's cool because uh, that is something that your listener has access to too. So, yeah, like, yeah. just think off the top of your head. Say you, say you did an, a, a sort of special milestone episode, or you ran a wee competition, and you were doing mm-hmm. a kind of roundup or listicle type thing, and you just said to the listeners at the end, like, your favourite one of these, uh, go overcast and create a short clip of that you know the section that you like the best, the thing mm-hmm. that you like the best. And uh, share it out there and tag me, yeah. uh, so you could you could then get them you know creating shareable clips for your show and getting involved yeah. as well, just building a bit of engagement. Yeah, great idea. Um, yeah, nice kind of growth one as well, sharing. Uh, yeah, just much more of your show. Uh, I know that Pocket Casts has something similar. I don't know if they can post it to social or not. I've not tried that, but I've certainly used that for sharing clips with friends. So you can send a link. I believe it sends a link um, to a page that they run. So they're less altruistic. I've heard you say that word. Uh, in that it goes straight to a Pocket Cast page. But then I think that's fair, to be to be honest. It's a free service. Um, but they can share it that way too. So yeah, that could be something too. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that. Have you come across uh, repurpose.io, Matthew? I haven't, no. This is an interesting one. It's worth checking out, Mike, if you um, if you get the chance. It's a paid service, obviously, so you have to have the budget for it. But it's a service that can take, you can link up your podcast RSS feed and then um, you just put that into the app and then you can set up some workflows. So you set up a workflow that turns that RSS feed into uh, audiograms or repurpose it to YouTube or repurposes it to TikTok and you can set up all sorts of different ways to do it so with the podcast one um, I believe you can set it to do shorter clips but it's kind of automated so it's not as good quality as you picking out good ones yourself but you can repurpose the whole thing as a video as well if you think that's something that you want to you talked about teasers and shorter ones micro content Mike but this is a kind of a different approach to it so worth checking out the uh, the capabilities there. Um, audio animation, I thought, was worth mentioning. This is something we experimented with in the past, and it was a lot of fun. Do you remember us doing that? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, did we use one, some of the standard kind of um, outsourcing plat? Was it Fiverr we used for that one? It was Fiverr, but the person, the artist that I found, uh, was really, really good. Um, mm. I know you're, you're always going to get um, extremely mixed quality on Fiverr, yeah. but yeah. The, the person that we found was brilliant. So. Mm-hmm. Um, just for context, you know, you, you basically submit 
a clip of audio and obviously it's it's priced based on the length of the audio they also had other pricing factors like you know how many characters are there in this so you know if, if it's you and a guest it'd be two characters for example um and you submit it to them and you could give them as much or as little direction as you want so i think this is really cool so we, we experimented with it um colin you were doing an interview, I think. So we did that just mm -hmm. to demonstrate that you can do this with just two people talking and it still yeah. be a lot of fun. But yep. we also were running our, our fiction podcast, Hostile Worlds, at the time, and that really lended itself to it as well because there was so much going on in the soundscape. But yeah. I think, you know, even for a solo show, you could have a lot of fun with this. You could, um, you know, make something really compelling uh, yeah. that catches yeah. the eye. Uh, if you've had a, an interviewee on that, you think, you know, they, they don't really share their episodes because they, they are on a lot of different shows, but they've got a big audience. If you created something like this, that would really put you ahead of the, the game for them taking notice of it and probably sharing it out as well. Yeah, something that totally stands out, something a bit different. And I think the thing is, like the, the one that we got with the interview was that they just visualized it. They had the picture of the two people. So it was me and um, I think that was Rob of um, Startups for the Rest of Us. So they had the two of us animated talking to each other but it kind of cut away to visualizations of the ideas we were talking about as well so it was really mm -hmm. cool i like well. you were fighting a dragon and stuff even though you were like actually just sitting in your cupboard yeah yeah talking. are you not thinking about the the one that you did of your audio drama where you and and uh, robert were fighting a dragon we're fighting a troll fighting a troll, a troll in a cave yeah <laughs> um Aye, that was that a was good. Really cool too. Yeah, that works perfectly for an audio drama. <laughs> yeah, aye, brilliant. You know, it's, again, this isn't the cheapest, and it's certainly not the sort of thing that you could do for every episode unless no. you had loads of money. No. Um, if you do, by the way, give me a shout. Uh, but <laughs> um, I, I think this sort of thing, you know, this will grab the attention of people, and then you have certain things in place to to pull them in with other episodes as well. But aye, this is for most podcasters. You do this once for your show and just yeah. uh, put it out there on YouTube or whatever. Yep, yep, ideal. Cool, all right. Anything else you want to cover around tools? I think that's all on tools. Um, mm -hmm. I had a wee, as you do, I had a wee peek at Mike's website. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't show up on Google, so I was about to give him a row for not having a website, but a bit more mm -hmm. digging. Uh, he does actually have a website, Conversations with Kim Folk, and that's with a K, conversationswithak.com. Mm -hmm. Again, I'll mm -hmm. put the, the link in the show notes. I did notice, it, first and foremost, props for having that website. don't know why it's not sort of ranking on the front page, um, but the episode titles, this is just a wee bonus tip. Do you, you click that link, Colin, and just get a look at the, the episode titles there. So uh, latest episode is titled Conversations with Kim Folk Podcast, Season 2, Episode 8. And then the one before is Conversations with Kinfolk Podcast, Season 2, Episode 7. <laughs> so, yeah, Mike, we need to improve those episode titles. What, what, what's your... Uh, <laughs> go for it, Matthew. You like it. Yeah, so if you're if you're um, walking through the train station and you're grabbing a coffee and you want to get a newspaper and one of the one of the newspapers is the the Daily Express. I don't know why you would buy that anyway. You wouldn't, but the Daily Express <laughs> episode four hundred and fifty. You know, March twentieth. You'd be like, okay, I'll I'll probably opt for one with a tempting headline instead. Yes. Um, so I think you've got to treat your your episodes like this, don't you? You you yeah. need to all those other podcasts out there in your space. You need to be saying in the episode title, this is why you want to listen to this. You won't get this anywhere else. And at, at the moment, Mike, yeah, there's a lot of, and it's good news, you know, there's a lot of improvement here. Just by mm. changing these episode titles, which you could do uh, quite quickly and easily, you'll um, you'll definitely uh, grow your audience. There's, there's no doubt about that. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Get a problem, get a solution, get something in there, a question, something that really strikes a chord with the people that are going to listen. Think about your ideal audience. What do they want to hear about? And pop that into the episode titles. Um, and I'd be tempted to even make a subtitle for your main podcast title as well. The whole Conversations with Kinfolk is a, it's a nice um, title, but it doesn't really tell me anything about what those conversations are going to contain or who the Kinfolk are or, you know, it's... If you have a subtitle that can be maybe three, five, seven words, which really gives an impression of what it's about, what the topic is, what kind of things you're going to be discussing and solving and helping people with, that can make a big difference too. And figuring out what you're doing for the micro content will help you come up with the, the episode yeah. title too, because it's it's yeah. the same thing. You know, this That's is the true. this is often the 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 meat of the episode, and therefore it could also be the title. Yeah. Cool. I'll just finish up by mentioning um, one other thing about um, Alitu as well. So again, going back to our app, um, it can output the whole episode as a video file in an audiogram format. And actually, in some ways, it might be just as easy to take an output from that, like that full episode turned into a long video and put that into Premiere Rush and then actually just chop that up into segments because it's already turned into a video. It's already turned into something that... Um, you can share. So all you need to do is chop it out and there's no further processing beyond that. So I um, don't know if that'll help or not, but that's uh, an idea. Um, and for anyone else out there listening, as always, we talk about Alitu, just help you uh, make your podcast. It does all the call recording. It does the editing uh, or it helps you with your editing. Sorry. Um, it does some of the production as in ads in your uh, theme music, your fades, um, helps you piece all the pieces together. You can drop in your adverts, your segment intros from the uh, from your library right into the episode builder just makes the whole building of your podcast super easy and we've got hosting in there now too as a, as a beta test soon to go public so um, we have uh, hosting built in so you can have it all in one place all right Matthew so that's the end of the season what we're going to uh, do next do we know yet it's a secret it's actually a secret, mm, but um, yeah, I reckon we'll be back um, so what are we now time of recording 23rd of September um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the 1st of November. Does oh that sound reasonable? Committed, committed. Okay, yeah, that does sound reasonable. Uh, yep, sounds good. I like that. And now I've Are said we... it, so that's it. Because <laughs> yeah, I've never done. let anyone down before. No, no, never. <laughs> I'd love to make an ask of you guys out there listening. Um, if you listen to this show, if you enjoy the stuff we do, um, I'd love to get some uh, some questions answered during the break, actually. We often talk about this, the fact that seasons-based podcasting is really good for the fact that you can kind of... Um, you can make a big push for getting some feedback from your listeners uh, because it's really helpful to hear what you guys want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, what you like, what you don't like, all that kind of stuff. So I've got a few questions for you. If you would get in touch, that would be absolutely excellent. You Probably the easiest way is Twitter. I would be uh, delighted to get a, a response from you on Twitter at the podcast host. I'll give you the questions in just a second. But yeah, if you send it into Twitter, the podcast host. And if you're unsocial like Matthew, understandable, understandable, then we'll set up a form for you as well. And in fact, if you want to do uh, that instead of Twitter, that may even work better. So up to yourself. You can either get in touch quickly on Twitter or go to our form. And the link for that will be in our show notes at thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcraft. 158. And really the main question is just as simple as 
What are you most struggling with in podcasting right now? What's your biggest struggle? What is the thing that really um, holds you back from achieving everything you want to with your podcast? Whether it's the time you take, whether it's uh, growth, monetization, if you can get really specific about the elements of that that you're struggling with just now, that'll give us some really good insight into what uh, we can cover on PodCraft in the future, those struggles that we can try and help you with um, and anything we can do to put out more resources to help with those struggles. So that'll be what it will, what it'll be. Um, so if you're tweeting, just let, let me know that. What's the struggle that you're having most in podcasting that we could help with? Um, and I'll maybe have any, even in a couple of bonus questions in the form if you fancy that. That sound all right, Matthew? Yes, I'll fill it in myself. Then I could answer myself, just be like a sort of live um, me talking to myself type thing, which happens <laughs> frighteningly often in real life. Indeed. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Um, it's always nice to get to the end of a season. Feels like you've hit the uh, hit a milestone. Feels like you've um, we've got somewhere. Um, and also a wee break as well. We'll take a little break. So we'll be off for, like Matthew says, we'll be off for about five, six weeks-ish. Um, start in November we'll come back um, but as always thank you for listening thanks for following along I hope we've been of value to you helped you with your podcast and we'll see you in November 